Welcome everybody to another episode of Arts and Crafts. I am your uh, one of your co-hosts, John Cheetah, and with me as always is Ben Matukowitz and Reed Doling. How are you guys doing today, fellas? I'm doing alright. I'm just wondering if either of you read my message last night. Hmm, I don't know. It's pretty long. Oh yeah, I did actually. Oh, okay. Did you, John? The one that you sent to, yeah, the little group chat yeah. about the beer. I, I wanted the very, very. It was long like one. it was like overthinking in a nutshell. It was the epitome of overthinking yeah. and well, trying to be really considerate. See, what's what's great is <laughs> so like I related to it. It's like what my thought process was just on paper. It's yeah. actually kind of yeah. incredible. And then I you mean, sent a follow up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. At the end, I'm like, if this, I understand if this is too long for you, so I'll include a, a short version after. But it was I, so fun. I, I was about to I was about to put that in the same message. <laughs> it would have been so long. It would have been so funny. But uh, uh, a novel. Yeah, so that that that's just who I am. Yeah. And like But then when it comes to like writing something that more than two or three people will see or like something that only one other person will see, but it's an assignment. Yeah, <laughs> I just stop immediately because oh, I can't do that. The perfectionist in me is like, nope, we're not doing this. <laughs> well, those are your two paths: you either overdo it or completely. Well, I don't think I don't know the correct amount of doing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know if I overdid it. That's a, I guess based on what you. I'm gonna say I'm gonna did, say you overdid it, but I think I did it <laughs> perfectly. I think what you needed to say was. You should get a beer that's not cross That's That's all that needs to be said. <laughs> yeah. But no, I do appreciate the well, thought. You, but so yesterday... We're uh, all too nice to yesterday each other. I was exactly. with, yesterday I asked Ben, I'm like, I don't know like, how to tell John that we shouldn't have cross-strain, but like, keep in mind that cross-strain is right there for him. And he didn't even... I was just like, I don't know, good luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a good one, Reed. So, uh, <laughs> that sucks. Let me know what you come up with. Yeah. <laughs> So speaking of not cross-strained beer. Yeah. So today, um, let's crack them, fellas. All right. And the count of, uh, on my count, all right? Just as long as we 30, don't get it up the nose. 29, <laughs> 28, 3, 2, 1. Oh, a beautiful, beautiful crack. Um, today we have uh, Nebraska Brewing Company's Cardinal Pale Ale. This was my choice of beer this time. Um Oh, it's so good. This is one of my favorite beers. It's really kind of got me into craft beers, honestly, when I was like 21, 22. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who are curious, it's a 42 IBU, 6%. It's a pale ale. Um, it is golden in color. It is a little bit more bitter than like any pale ale, you know, average pale ale, but that um, uh, that's also subjective to each person. The description is it's characterized Wait. by floral and citrus-like aromas. Um, Aromics, aromatics, I'm not smart enough for this, um, which are resulted of additional dry hopping with a very large amount of cascade hops. Crisp, crystal clear, and completely enjoyable. Uh, the hops in this one are um, Galena and Cascade. Not sure if that means anything, but uh, yeah, that's a little bit about it. So I'm going to take a sip. I like it. It's a good one. You haven't had this one before, have you? You're right. I haven't. Have you had this one before, Ben? I have. It was... It was also one that I had early on in my craft beer journey, and I actually distinctly remember having it at a Husker football party, where it was the f- it was the hoppiest beer I'd ever had to that point. Yeah, and I don't want to I don't want people to think like it's an, an insanely hoppy beer. No, it's but not compared no. to you know something easy yeah. easy going. Well, like you so, taste the hops compared to what we had on the last episode, which was a hazy IPA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
which is like really citrusy mm-hmm. or juicy. This is not quite that, but this is a little more floral, right? If, which I don't know. I haven't had this in a while. I've been having mainly those hazies, like New England mm-hmm. IPAs, that kind of thing, and so it's kind of nice to. Have a little break from what I normally have, and this yeah. is a really good yeah. break from that. It's well, nice not losing the, you don't lose the bitterness, but you still get a little bit different flavor, which yeah. I like with this. You know what I pick up big time on this is that kind of malty flavor, mm-hmm. yeah, which I think is what makes this particular pale ale really good. It has a really nice balance of the hop flavor that that uh, IPA lovers like, and the maltiness that you know people like. I really like malty beers, yeah, and so this is a really good balance of those two kind of schools of thought yeah i have a friend who doesn't drink ipas but he does enjoy this one and um i don't know it's definitely uh it's got to be a great one for people to try if they're looking to get into ipas yeah mm-hmm. if Cardinal you're curious pale ale. so it does pale it does pair very well apparently with any sort of american cuisine mild spice barbecue steaks philly and hamburger that's so straight it, from the website so so it's a uh a pale ale it's yeah we I think that should be uh, noted again. It's not an IPA. Not an IPA, yeah. But it is a pale ale. It's a PA. It's a PA. It's a CPA. <laughs> Those <laughs> taxes. Yeah. <laughs> I'd let know. it do my taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you hitting on the beer? No, I was so <laughs> in a professional <laughs> way. I don't know what. I don't know what I was thinking with that. <laughs> the uh, the can art is is kind of fun too. By the way, it is. Yeah. I like it when there is a illustration to match yes. the beer i remember when i first saw this when i was younger i thought it was cool because it almost looks like a, a logo more than mm-hmm. you know most beers kind of have yeah. like an illustration or something this yeah, is like a flat like a, out logo. it looks like a baseball team like it a really double does. or triple a baseball team that's logo. what i thought it, it was it seems yeah. fitting for nebraska brewing company mm-hmm. yeah NBC. i mean that make that would make sense um even their barcodes are shape of nebraska well, that's cool. Yeah. What, what well, really? I don't think I noticed that before. What really makes me think of a sports logo is that it's a cardinal without a red beak. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, right. cardinals don't actually have yellow beaks in real life. You yeah. know, cardinals don't actually exist. That's a made-up bird. All right, wise guy. Okay, what, what is a, it? That's a lie. No, I don't. <laughs> Just kidding. Did you know you can't feel wet? <laughs> <laughs> okay, John. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I think, it, I think you know, birds aren't real. Anyway, I think it makes sense what John was saying about you can't feel wet. That's a whole podcast. What John? What me? Yeah, we were at the pool one day, and you're oh, like, oh yeah, I was. You know, humans yeah. can't actually feel wet. That's true. I remember I heard, I saw that on a, I, I read that somewhere, and I, I for some reason that was sticking in my brain. I, I just, read it like that week. I love how yeah. Ben comes back next week, and he's like, I was telling people about that, and they were getting mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, no, that's bullshit. I'm like, like, I'm just reiterating what my drunk friend was saying. No, yeah, you, yeah, you can't feel wet. You feel the temperature change. Yes, yeah, so it all makes sense, but it's like, yeah, but our, our mind knows that it's wet. Yeah. But then if you think about it, it's like, well, that's the point of a uh, uh, sensory deprivation tank. Yeah, the air is the same. T- you don't feel anything. Yeah, right. So. I mean, yeah, you're floating, but you also don't feel... I don't, it's like I don't feel the water. It's like, yeah, you don't. It's the same temperature <laughs> as the air. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm afraid of sensory deprivation yeah, tank. Yeah, I get... I, I, my anxiety spikes just oh, thinking yeah. about floating and with my thoughts. Yeah, I'm tensing up just thinking about... It. I'm sure it's nice. But I bet the first 20 minutes is phenomenal. And then I think I'd start, I don't know, I feel like it would start to, 
it just leaves way more avenues for going down some weird like mm-hmm. spiraling thoughts and i don't know mm-hmm. oh, yeah, like, yeah, everything. Yeah. it's way more of an opportunity like it's i get probably... that laying in bed at night i don't need that right i don't say, to pay a hundred dollars to do it we don't know? need any more reason to sit and think yeah i get that for free at night <laughs> today I, I literally spent an hour just watching the snow at my window thinking and I was like, this is yeah. a terrible we use We spent six hours yesterday thinking about that response. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was in a sensory deprivation tank when he was thinking about it. <laughs> well, it was also funny because he sent it like five hours after we talked about and, it. Well, that's it. So I sat. So I he sat, really was thinking about it. I sat drafting that. that message for about 20 minutes. <laughs> he sent it to a publisher. I think for those of you listening at home, the reason why this is so funny is because we're all very good friends yeah. who see each other often. There's no reason. It's like, it's not, it's very nice of Reed to have put that much thought into the message, not Absolutely. to hurt John's yeah. feeling, but it's like, we all know each other very well. And this is this one little like, Hey, don't get cross trained. It's not going to like end a friendship. A friendship. No, and I'm we, glad you or said probably it bother it's, anyone. It's even. not, it's not that we, we don't like cross train. It's just that we do, We already had. We yeah. we want as much variety for ourselves as for our listeners. And I was definitely going to get so. Hell's Creek from Cross Train, so right. I'm glad they made me not do <laughs> right. that. All right, because my next thought was was pay, Cardinal Pale Ale, so oh. it, was, it was good. It worked out well. It did work out well. Um. So I think uh, I'm I'm kind of excited about today's uh, oh, art side of our arts and crafts. That's fantastic. Um, section. So let's start transitioning over into the art section. Um, this was kind of Reed's. We're gonna Reed take over because this was kind of yeah. his theme to really talk about. So, so go ahead. I guess uh, to preface this, I've been working on visual art for like my entire life, but I've really started focusing on it over the past two or three years now. But like at the beginning of my journey, I thought of all these all of these questions about like what art is or what art means to me and like what what is art i think every artist at some like point what, asks those questions mm-hmm. yeah so i guess i wrote them all down i've continued to add to that list and i would like to uh, discuss it now i love that so i guess what uh what do you guys think of art or what art is in a general sense so i had a coworker who was an artist and he he makes he made some really 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 cool acrylic art i haven't seen him do it lately but his name was his name was rob and super talented guy um and he i talked about going to the art museum one time and he said this thing and he was like if if you feel anything if it makes you feel something that's art and so, like, that's kind of how I've, like, categorized, like, art now is, like, even if, the, if, I'm, if I'm making a song and, like, mm-hmm. I don't think it's that, like, it's not changing music, obviously. It's not doing anything unique, but it makes me feel something. I'm like, oh, okay, this right. is good enough to release. This is good enough for me to put out to the world. Yeah. Because it makes me feel something. I can say that this feels like art. And so, like, that's kind of what art is to me is if it makes you feel something, whether it's reflective or introspective or, you know, uh, rep- representative or whatever. Um, that's kind of how I would describe it and what it means yeah. to me. Well, on that note, one of the reasons that this podcast exists and is named the way it is is because when we talk about the arts side of arts and crafts, we're talking about the arts, not just art, not traditional art, not necessarily art you might think of in a museum, but that and music and film and photography and anything, you know, dance, theater, anything that's part of the arts. And I've noticed 
in my in I've been working in arts administration since 2019, and I've noticed that there's a disconnect between sort of the public understanding of the arts or art versus an understanding within the art world. And all that being said, I don't even know if I have a good definition of art myself. Well, what yeah. I'm hearing is we should change the name of this podcast to The Arts and Crafts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, so one of, the, one of the things I do like, though, is that for people who are checking out these different things, such as perhaps this podcast, they might be exposed to this concept of, oh yeah, it is more than just art, it's mm-hmm. the arts. Mm-hmm. And when I got started in arts administration, that was something I had learned right, w- right away. Because even though I was brought up in a very art-focused family, in an environment that promoted creativity and art, I never really thought of the fact that all, all these different things encompassed the arts. And then through working with some amazing people at BFF Omaha, I got a good understanding of the fact that, you know, especially in a place like Omaha, when you're advocating for the arts, you're advocating for really any creative output or any really, you know, creativity is is the purest form of human expression. And so, you know, I think art is something that captures that. It's the product of that human expression. Hmm. I like that. Yeah. So I don't know if I have anything to add to those definitions. Well, aside from, um, like for me, art is about the experience, mm-hmm. um, like both in terms of creating and viewing. But that being said, the experience is only a part of it. But I guess the next question, uh, is there a difference between creativity and artistry for the two of you? Hmm. And I guess if if you don't have an answer or if you need a moment to think, there's a reason behind this question just because of uh, my own idea. Well, one thing that pops into my mind... Keep rolling over this cord here. (laughs) (laughs) One thing that pops into my mind is the difference between creating something just to create versus trying to... I guess, share it and present it. So when I think of artistry, I think of someone who's deliberately sharing or presenting their work in an effort to, you know, to connect with people or to convey a Mm -hmm. message or meaning. And it's not that, you know, creativity can't be that, but it in itself is just sort of the result of that attempt to make your internal thoughts and emotions and experiences external through the creative process. Hmm. So, you know, I'm someone, my background, it is in originally, it's in graphic design and filmmaking, but as I've kind of grown to the point where I can, I finally feel comfortable calling myself an artist. Part of the reason is because I have gone from simply just creating whether it's for my own personal fun or for clients or whatever, to, you know, the artistry aspect, which is trying to craft something with a very particular message behind it, perhaps, yeah. or something that's going to be displayed or shared with people. And I don't know that that's like the definition or the answer to Reed's question, but it's definitely something that I think, like, that's where my mind goes. Anyway. I think it's, it's, a, it's a subjective question. You know, I, mean, yeah. I don't know if there is a right or wrong answer for it, but... I mean, I would agree with you that the 
I think the create the creativity and artistry are separated, but also can't live independently. You know, I mean, they can't live yeah. without each other. Right. And, and so, like, you have to, like, you have to embrace creativity before you can even think about artistry. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the reason I ask is because I don't know if it's no longer a trend, but kind of when I was beginning my actually making work, I was seeing a lot of other people make what I would call crafts. Like Mm. um, there wasn't much intention behind what they were doing or it was like the same thing over and over again, but it wasn't their idea originally. So I think there's a lot of creativity behind that and like continuing your creative journey, but I'm not sure how much of that was artistry. So Mm. like I wanted to like kind of differentiate the two to figure out what, what like my path was as an artist. Yeah. So something I kind of outlined was there's creativity in just about anything Mm-hmm. such as sports or games or problem solving, coming up with ideas or organization, all of that sort of stuff. But I wouldn't necessarily call that art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, I wouldn't call like ideation or right. problem solving in like a, yeah. But I guess that's. No, I, I like that. Do, we you, can do you have a, uh, do you have like a fine line as to what makes something art? I don't I don't know it's if it's question. if yeah. it's really all that fine. Like, it's probably more of a faded, faded well, line. Is it kind of like how they? I think there is a division, but I don't yeah. know if it's a. Uh, so, uh, like, do you want some specifics or? Yeah, sure. Well, I'm not a big fan of like spin art or paint pours. Hmm. What people call spin art, I don't know. Like if they put if on the drill and spin in the yeah. Like yeah. if your if your idea is like if the intention behind it is more about the experience or the process of it, mm-hmm. and I understand if it's like it's art, but then again, it's like I don't. What was the what is the intention behind it? But so part of your stance is based on the idea that you see that as more of like a as a, a craft, craft than yes, a, right? Okay, which. I'm not saying that's any less than than art. Right. It's it's perfectly valid. It, right. You're just, just interested in the distinction between right. the two. Um and many of you may be thinking like why what's the point? Like I don't well, know. I don't know what it is. I was going to bring that up because you're someone who's very so you and I both like to categorize and sort information. Yeah. However, the big difference between us is that you kind of cling to labels mm-hmm. and how things are quote unquote supposed to be. Whereas I absolutely hate labels and I love just yeah. the random chaos of who knows, <laughs> yeah, what does it that, matter to you? That brings up another <laughs> yeah. another question of mine is um like first how like what do you do to take in art? Like do you go anywhere, do you just sit on your phone, view it or listen mm. to it? Mm. Um and then off of that, when you find something you like or dislike are you enticed to like learn everything there is about it or are you just take it as it is and move on? I'll go first on this one. As a producer and musician, I would say the most art that I consume would be obviously music or, um, yeah, I would just say music's the main form of art that I consume. 
Uh, and anytime I hear, I do a lot of like lo-fi and chill hop stuff. And so anytime I hear something that um, makes me feel like a, I really like this, like a sad, like the sad lo-fi kind of thing. Like I just love that sound. I love that vibe. And so anytime I hear a song like that, I'll like, I'll kind of dissect it and try to like recreate it and try to mm-hmm. figure out what it is about that song that makes it feel sad. And it's like, oh, it's this specific chord change or, mm-hmm. oh, it's this specific few effects and this reverb, like that kind of thing. Um, and so I would say that I do kind of dive into and try to figure out what it is I like about it and how I can recreate and implement my own art. Because if it makes me feel something, I want to recreate that right. in my own yeah. twist. You know, I think I'm like, oh, this would have been really cool if they did this kind of chord progression or if they went this direction with the song. But I have to learn how to recreate that sound first before mm-hmm. I can actually do it. And so I would say that's how I that's that's my answer, I guess, to that question. Then OK, that's a that's great. Answer. Great. I think. I think, first of all, the three of us probably share in the fact that we are just constantly consuming art, mm-hmm. yeah. especially these different categories, to the point where, I mean, I guess I don't know about you guys, but I I consume so much art on a daily basis because I seek it out that I almost feel like I don't get the chance to fully appreciate everything I'm experiencing. Mm. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and especially, like, John, if you're talking about music, I'm sure you can relate, like, because I, w- one of the things I do is I try to seek out, every now and then when I have the time, I try to seek out new music. Yeah. And the, one of the ways I like to do that is to go to the page of an artist I like and see, you know, recommended similar artists yeah. and just start exploring and go down that rabbit That's hole. That's a great way to do it. And it's a, it's a lot of fun, but then like sometimes you get to the end of the day or the end of the process <laughs> and you're like, did I come up with anything I really love? Yeah. And... That's obviously not the point. The point was just to experience all this new music and mm-hmm. kind of, you know, enjoy it and maybe find something. But I think that applies to art, any art in general. Like if I think about, you know, I, I kind of build into my day a couple of different breaks throughout the day to just go on my phone and, and try to find art to, to mm-hmm. view. So that might be going on Instagram and looking at all of the amazing artists that the Exarban Creative account follows. Yeah. Kind of seeing what people are doing. That might be going to uh, Dribble or Behance and looking at graphic design and, you know, graphic artists and seeing what they're doing. Uh, so I might seek it out very deliberately like that. Um, and in that process, it's very easy to get inspired and it's very easy yeah. to see something that, you know, triggers me one way or the other to try to, you know, create something. So, uh, to answer your question, read a little more thoroughly. I mean, I, I definitely, ju- I'm in the same boat as John. Sometimes I'll experience a piece of art that inspires me so much that I feel like I got to figure out how to do that. Yeah. And yeah. T- to me, this so when I first uh, kind of experienced that phenomenon, I thought, man, I'm a phony, I'm a fake, I'm just copying. Yeah. And however, I have learned in my ten plus years in the creative world, like. That's how this happens. That's how it works. That's how, a, every, that's how everyone does that's it. That's how right. everyone does it. There's a book that... That's how it should be done. Yeah. yeah. There's a book called Steal Like an Artist that kind of talks Cleon. about that. Austin Cleon. That's Phenomenal. a great book. Austin Cleon's an awesome In guy. In fact, it's the, like the 10th anniversary for Is that, it really? For Isn't that book. is that old? Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's, a, it's a wonderful book. Wonderful. Steal Like an Artist if you're interested I mean, by Austin Cleon. Yes. 10 years ago was 2012, John. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> Yo, shout out Coney. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> But uh, I feel like I feel like everything I see now is kind of inspiring something I'm doing in one way or another. 
But mm. there's definitely times where I will specifically try to recreate a style or something. Just partly just to see if I can, especially in like graphic design. If I encounter a really good work of graphic design, maybe like a, a cool logo or a poster or something that's maybe in a, a style I haven't seen before, I might literally just try to recreate it. You learn so freaking much doing that yeah. too. Oh, absolutely. Oh my gosh. And it's very, it ends up being very freeing because even yeah. though you're trying to replicate something, even if it's just like, you know, getting into the genre of it. You're freeing yourself to learning all this new Yeah, it takes the pressure off you to make something original. I don't know. There's yeah. something about that. I well, like that. I, I definitely think that that kind of a process, you know, like replicating something or being inspired by something real specific is what does eventually lead you to create something of your own. Yeah. But I've also, um, my friend Tom Noblock and I used to make movies together, and we always talked about the fact that, you know, there's only like a few movie concepts out there in the world that are just repackaged (laughs) in a million different ways and so even if you come up with a great script for a movie the idea has basically been done before everything's happened humans have been around long enough there's only like so many things you can do but that's the beauty i think of art or creativity even is you know this this experience is being repackaged through each person's eyes through each person's own experiences and that's how you connect with people yeah i think the I think a good analogy would be like when you copy somebody to learn how to do their process, learn how to make something that they make, you might be using the same tools. And for like mm-hmm. an analogy, like you might use a hammer or a screwdriver yeah. or a table saw. And it's not like everyone, every craftsman used those tools, but you get to learn how to use those tools and make your own thing down yeah, the road. Exactly. And right. so like, it's not like you're not copying somebody because you both used a hammer. You're making <laughs> right, something yeah, different, yeah, yeah. but you just need to learn how to use the hammer first in order right. to actually make your own I love thing. That. That's a great explanation. Mm-hmm. Reed, I had another uh, bit to follow up with your question that I think you and I could chat about real quick. So, John, don't listen. I'm yeah, I'll take my thumbs um, off. And- but, Reed, you and I have visited quite a few art museums and yes, centers together. I, I'm wondering if this is where I was headed after this question. All right. Well, well I don't know if it was or not, <laughs> but I know that uh, even the way I have taken in art in you know, in a, in a traditional setting like that has changed dramatically over the past three mm-hmm. or four years. But, you know, one thing I have noticed is I have a tendency to, like if I'm at the Walker Art Center in Minneapolis, for example, there's so much to see. There's so many wonderful things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we're trying to kind of work our way through it in a specific way. But there's just some things that are going to really catch your eye and some things that aren't. And so you and I both like to take photos and kind of document what we're seeing. And, you know, I'll take a photo with the intent to maybe share it later. But I'm also going to take another photo of the information so I can figure out. Yeah. You know, and I know you do the same. I um, I, I probably spend more time <laughs> photographing that information than I do the actual, the actual artwork. Work, yeah. <laughs> well, um, I, yeah, I think that's very interesting. This, we both do that. This is, this is where I was headed. I was because... Uh, you you had mentioned one time that the first thing you would like to do is view the artwork mm-hmm. and then go to the information. Mm-hmm. And I since have, I don't know about adopted that process, but I do try and like think of my own, think of everything in my head mm-hmm. before I go look at to see, the like, title yeah. card. Um, however... I do like like knowing the title of a work 
before viewing it just yeah. because of the the chance that that tells me something yeah. about it. Yeah. Well, the, um, the beauty is you can do... I right. mean, you, you can, can do it however you want. The, the, yeah. the reason I do it, there's two reasons I do it the way I do it. One is because if I'm looking at a room, like I'm looking in Studio 62 right now where we're recording, and there's, what, 20 pieces of art on the wall? Yeah. Yeah, about. And, you know, let's say I'm on an art walk and I have time to see this and then move on to the next place. I'm going to focus on the things that stand out to me. Yeah. Right. So if I see four or five things, those are the things I'm going to want to learn about. So part of it's just the fact that you know, as I mentioned, we're just taking in so much information constantly. Mm-hmm. The second part is that I really, really do enjoy, and again, there's no right or wrong way to do this. I just really personally enjoy seeing a work of art, forming some kind of opinion on it, having an experience of my own, and then going to see what the artist had to say about it. Mm. And I do the same thing with music. I do the same thing with film. You know, I'll watch a movie, and then I'll look up the trivia on IMDb or, you know, the Wikipedia page about how this movie came to be and the meaning behind it. Yeah. Or I'll listen to an entire record and then I'll go and kind of learn about the process of that record. And the reason I do that is just because you're kind of having, it's you're setting yourself up for a second experience almost. Mm-hmm. You have that first, like, I guess the reason I like to do it, if you read about it first, then the first experience you have is only that experience. Right, yeah. If you just experience it, that's the first one. Then you can yeah. go back and read it, and then you get to experience it and again. Yeah, I, I like that. I love, I love that idea, beauty. but I don't know. Every time I go to a museum or gallery, I, wanna, I want all of the written information I can get. Not, mm-hmm, nec- yeah. not necessarily before. But like, especially if the artist isn't there to like yeah. discuss with. Well, you're also, like um, I said, a person who wants all right the data so that you can formulate mm-hmm. the full, mm-hmm. the complete and I picture. Think, I think that has made itself um, present in my own work. So like, I always yeah. feel like I need to explain what it is yeah. I'm attempting <laughs> to get across. So I'm laughing because Reed and I operate the opposite way. Yeah, and it's it's not even that I. Th- Dis- I don't disagree with you. Right, I know that. It's just funny that, like, if you if you put together a work of art, and we we're talking about this for the zine that we're putting together. Okay. Reed's work will have. We've decided now it'll have the photo on one. Yeah, page. decided until three hours from now. And well, yeah, until we change it, yeah, we revisit. This and idea. the other page will have a little explanation of it. And he's like, "All right, for the photos you have, do you want an explanation?" I'm like, "Nope, just nope. a title. Just a title. Like, I want. I like it so that someone can." view it have their own experience and then if they want to go learn more at another time they can no i realize it couldn't hurt to just include that information next to it just like in a museum but it can't hurt to leave it out either it can't well, that, that's the other thing is there's so many so many pieces at a museum that don't have any information yeah. 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 that i'm like god this yeah. is the one i wanted information <laughs> for. so so here's my here's my point i think isn't it great though that now it drives you to go look that up it drives you that's, to... That's a sign of like good art. Exactly. It, it, does. Yeah. it, it, it is I, great. Yeah. And then it's very... Um, distur- well, not disturbing. It's <laughs> it's unfortunate <laughs> when I can't find anything about it. That's true. Yeah. But I love that, though. I I guess it's almost like the mystery of it Yeah. plays a, a role that I like. But I think the fact that it causes you... If, it, if art can get you to re-engage... You know, after your initial experience, that's pretty cool. That's you're coming back to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
if it's because one of the things I love, we'll go to like we went to Minneapolis Institute of the Arts. Uh, yes, end great. Of last year, beginning of this year, great spot. Is it good? Wonderful place, and there were if, so, so many pieces. If you are interested in all all genre, well, not all genres, but all like movements and time yeah. periods. That's the place to go. It's the place to go, and has that w- that everything. we've discovered mm-hmm. in uh, cool. Minneapolis, anyway. Yeah, but there was so many. It, it's just, it's a massive amount of art to experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I focused overwhelming. on. Oh, very overwhelming. I focused on areas that I am particularly interested right. in. And yeah, I could spend probably a full week in there just roaming <laughs> around. But I, we, you know, I did the usual thing where I take photos of stuff that I'm interested mm-hmm. in. There were quite a few pieces that stuck out to me that when I was going through my photos the following week, I'm like, I have got to know more about this piece. Even beyond just the little placard that they had next to it giving you information. Yeah. And there was there is one piece where I saw this photo and it really made me feel like a ton of different emotions at once. It was pr- it moved me probably more than any other art piece I've ever seen in my life. Wow. It's this black and white photo and I went. I was gonna share it on the Exarbon Creative account. It's just like, hey, check out this cool thing we saw, and, and then attribute the artist. And I looked up the artist, and there's so much information about that photo and the project that they're doing and their art in general that I got so overwhelmed <laughs> that I couldn't <laughs> post anything because I just fell into this rabbit hole of learning about this person and their work, and it's completely kind of altered the way I think about my own art now. Really? And That's cool. I just think it's amazing. You know, you're walking past a wall. I almost didn't even look at the piece. Yeah. I was just walking past a wall to try to get to a different a different room, and this piece caught my eye, and it's just a black and white photo. Makes you wonder how many pieces you've just walked by. You know, oh, yeah. for sure, yeah. How many of those experiences <laughs> you could have had, and then it just yeah. happened that you just didn't look up at the right time. That's life. Right. And it, <laughs> <laughs> That's way more than just art, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, art is life. So. Art is life. Life is art. Life imitates art. What are the questions you got for us, Reed? I um, like this. This is fun going down the questions. Just, I'm gonna crack one. another beer, it's by the way. It's good that so. this oh, is yeah. this is good fun for you. Um, what if every episode was just one question from Reed? The, the next, yeah, we could. We I could, like that a lot. We could attempt that. Um, All right, stop now. We got plenty. My <laughs> next question is: Does art require meaning when created, Ooh. or can or should Ooh. meaning be completely Ooh. informed by mm. the viewer? Here we go. Gloves off. I think so. This, oh. this. Sorry to interrupt, no, but no, this this adds on to this discussion of when do you want the information before or after? Yeah. Um, so like like the do you should the artist inform the viewer of the meaning, or should the viewer should it all be up to the viewer? Um, like what the piece yeah. is for me. Like being in music, like music's the most subjective thing in the world. I can love these few artists of this album and you guys could hate it. It doesn't make it good or make it bad. It's just subjective. Exactly. Could just not be your style. Yeah. And so like, I don't know. I, I mean, I want to make music, like I make music and like, I, I, there's a purpose behind it and there's a feeling I'm trying to convey, mm-hmm. but I also want the, the listener to have their own feelings about it. Right. You know what I mean? And so like, I don't make art directly to, to, uh, 
I don't make music to have somebody feel a certain type of way. I make music because I'm trying to reflect mm-hmm. the way I feel. Right. And if it makes them feel that same way, then great. And if it makes them feel anything at all, that's fantastic. That's yeah. my end goal is to make them feel something. Great. And so that's my take on that answer. Is that right. I don't make physical art well, like this. I just make, that, I just make music. That will but. lead us into my next question. Um, but, but I want to hear I want to hear Ben's well, take. Well, I have, I have a two-part answer. And I can give what nope, I think. this is a one-part podcast. Well, Sorry. You'll have to come back for part two. Part two. <laughs> um, yeah, that that would be great. We you just give part one, yeah, and then at the beginning before we crack, find out next month before we crack <laughs> before we crack the beers on our next episode, Ben gives us part yeah. two. If you pay the extra five dollars to our Patreon account, you can hear my answer. <laughs> yeah. um, will you read the question one more time so I can um, make sure I get both? So words? should art have meaning mm-hmm. when created? Like, should there be meaning behind what is being created? Okay, let me answer that part first. Okay. So, because I was thinking about this earlier as I was trying not to script an answer. And luckily, I completely forgot what I thought about. So, okay. it's not going to be scripted so well. at all. Yeah. Um, but I think it's, oddly enough, the word meaning has different meanings to people. Because when we say meaning, especially when it comes to, like, creativity, if you're creating something, I think... You know, I think art should have meaning. However, can't the meaning just be the you know that this is a product of your human expression? Mm. You know, like I guess based on what we've already established, you know, it it's not as simple as you know, art isn't as simple as just hey, look, I created something. But I don't know that I personally believe it has to be uh you know i don't personally know that there's a fine line a hard line i guess where it says oh it has to have meaning behind it in order to make it art now everything i've read pretty much says it has to yeah yeah um yeah well that but i don't know if you're ready to move on or not no well i'm not even close no um (laughs) that's fine (laughs) well the tricky thing for me is you know, when you talk about meaning, if you think about some of the most like influential works of art, they you absolutely do see meaning. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's usually somewhat obvious that you know they're trying to it's heavy-handed. It's pretty I think, yeah. I they're think trying that's to give what leads to it being influential. Exactly, they're trying to say something with it. They're trying to tell you a message or show an emotion or present a thought, and some of the best art is definitely that's very obvious but i think any art that's created the point is to make you know the the point is still to to share something right to share an emotion to share an experience mm-hmm. to share a message but i don't know if it has to be i guess when i hear the word meaning that makes it feel very deliberate right mm-hmm. yeah and that's I guess, what scares me i guess that's that, where yeah, that this, is scary that's yeah. where this question stems from is like well, the like the next question that goes on to this is, um, I've read the practice by Seth Godin, um, which is about shipping creative work. I've read about half of it. Okay, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty good so far. Um, John, I know you don't read, so I can read. <laughs> I want that to be known. Yeah. I know how to read. Jeez. <laughs> he chooses choose not, not to. to. Um, I just don't want to do it. He won't read and he won't do crossword puzzles. Well, um, crossword puzzles are dumb, but we'll so, like in the in the stupid in the uh, in the book, he writes about um, 
how art should be generous. Like it should be a generous act. Mm. Um, and how your work should be done for somebody else. Um, and I don't know if it's just I don't have the best understanding of it, and that very well could be the case. But I have a differing view, or at least a view that I don't know if it completely aligns. And it's more about, yes, I'm creating something that I want somebody else to see, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it's for them. Yeah. So, like, I think what Ben is trying to get across is how I can I can do a drawing. Like, I can draw something and or illustrate something. And the, the meaning behind it is, like, my journey. And like yeah. me learning something as opposed to, hey, I want to get this meaning across to somebody else that like there's a connection between this subject and this subject or like some abstract meaning of what is art, you know? So I guess I'm wondering what your take on that, whether art should like it. It has to be a generous act in order to be art or like what you think you do to make it a generous act. Yeah, I don't I don't love that in all honesty. I mean, I was looking at this earlier today. Like, I just don't love the idea that I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think it can be a generous act, Mm -hmm. but I don't think it has to be in order to be art Um, in the term you should be creating for others doesn't sit right with me i mean i create for myself and i just happen to share it with people right and like i don't know i mean that's kind of where i feel like a lot of artists you kind of have that term the troubled artist comes from it's like i don't know a lot of people like i make my best music when i'm Mm -hmm. in a in a in a tough spot or i'm really stressed out or i'm sad and things like that and at that moment i'm not making music for people to listen to i'm making music to express myself and to get me out of that bad spot and so it's not like i don't know that doesn't necessarily make that not art you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i think it's just a way that i use to express myself and to help me with my mental health and just because i'm doing it for myself it means it's not art that just doesn't really sit right with me but i totally understand where he's where they're coming from and yeah well i think could be wrong i think part of the disconnect for me probably comes from like i don't know if i'm at the point yet where i'm trying to excuse me get a get a specific um point across to a viewer or if it's more just like i'm trying to figure out my style and i don't know what's so funny i think i just i'm like i'm not gonna laugh at all and i look up and john's laughing at me so well you're laughing at read with me no, I'm not laughing at. Great. I'm just laughing. <laughs> I'm being laughed at again. I'm <laughs> not laughing at Reed. I'm just yeah, laughing at the situation. Cut, cut that out. <laughs> I'm not cut cutting out. any of this what? out. What? This what? is too good to cut out. Um, Reed, you almost made me spit out Cardinal Pale Ale. Well, I'm the editor. I get to choose what stays in. <laughs> I have all the power. Uh, fairy nectar up the nose and uh, <laughs> nectar up the nose. Cardinal Pale Ale all over the soundboard. Pale Ale out the nose. Yeah. <laughs> Cardinals out the I don't even know where I was, but uh, we talked. You had said, uh, you know, trying to find your style. That's I think the last thing you said. This is the issue with a podcast <sighs> while know, drinking. I know. So moving on. 
Well, oh, I, I didn't even... Um, I didn't even get to answer part two. Really. <laughs> okay, well, go ahead and answer part two. No, let me answer this first. What? I'd like to answer part two. Do you need me to repeat the question, or do you have it? Well, now I need you to repeat it. All right, so I'll repeat the question, which was, um, in the practice, Shipping Creative Work, oh, yeah, yeah. by Seth Godin, he writes about how the act of making should be a generous act, and you should be creating for others. How do you feel about that? So this this uh, statement, I mean, which kind of basically seems, seems to be his thesis in this book, more or less, at least through what I've read, is that... Yeah, well, there's plenty more for you to read. Yeah, well, so I guess <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say is the reason I've stopped reading about not even quite halfway through the book, it's just because this is such a challenging concept to me. The, the book is very challenging in a good way. It makes me frustrated. But it's like I need to I need to figure out why. Hmm. Like what is it about what he's saying that makes me feel challenged and what can I change to maybe see it his way. Not that you know, not that he's necessarily like the end all be all. Yeah. But certainly he has valid points that I want to try to figure out. Right. So this is one of those points where I'm like I don't like this at all. Yeah, I don't hate it, but it challenges me in a way that I'm not sure how to like relieve it. Mm-hmm. So, well, I was, you should be challenged. I absolutely, yeah. You know what I mean, and I w- I've been trying to think for how, as long as we've been started this book, I've been trying to think like how how can I think about this in a different way to maybe understand what he's saying, or should I just finish the book and I'll figure it out? But I can't, I can't, fin- I can't even move yeah, forward because I, I need to figure this. out I don't out know first. if you'll figure it out. Like if there's any anything else specific in the book that will make you figure it out. It. Well, but I think I think it's there's a a difference. Like this book is meant more for those that are attempting to like make a career out of mm-hmm. their creative work, as opposed yeah. to it's just an outlet for them. Or yeah, like they're further on their their path as opposed to like. Hey, I'm just I'm just doing this because it's something different, yeah. or like I have ideas that I want to get out there, or I just enjoy painting, so I'm doing it just for me. Yeah, I mean it's um, it's he's using the word shipping, as, right. as the word to kind of mean presenting Which, yeah, or, or right. yeah. taking taking what you're creating and mm-hmm. really getting it out there. And I mean I I like that idea, uh, so I'm just gonna read this one more time for the audience. Because the phrase generous act, you know, creating for others. I think the reason this sits weird with me is because... I should I should note that this was not a direct quote. Pulled from no, no, no. That's not straight from the book. But yeah. it, it sits weird with me because, I mean, as John mentioned, like, I think the process of creating anything, especially art, is a very... It's a again. It's human expression. It's a way for you to take your thoughts and feelings. It's a self-centered expression. It absolutely is, and you're taking that and you're making it external. And it's some you know, art is the tangible product. After that, right? So, the way that I've it took me until literally today when I was looking at these questions to to change my thinking a little bit. I think the way I can look at it is the generous part is offering up 
your own personal experiences. And this is not, I'm not saying this is what he means. I'm saying this is just what I've taken from it. Yeah. But the generous part for me, I guess, is to share your personal experiences through your art as a way of connecting with people and kind of relating with people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I think about like work that I've shown publicly, it's, I wouldn't say that it's, the type of work where people are coming in and they're just like, wow, you've blown my mind with this. And it's not necessarily meant to be. It's kind of just like, yeah, I created this because this is my expression of what I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like John was saying, it may be created at a time where I had to work through something or had a particular experience that I wanted to express. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I think about like presenting it, like if we have an art show in here and my work is on the wall, my my hope, especially with the first show I did, Duality, my hope was that somebody would connect with what they're seeing, which ultimately means connecting with me. And so I think, you know, when we talk about like creating for others or, or being generous, you know, with the act of displaying your work or shipping it or sharing it, I think that's what I go to is kind of the the basis of like human existence is connecting with people. Right. And I was going to have an art show called Connection, but I was feeling so disconnected from everyone and everything mm. that it became disconnected, which was kind of trying to, to present this thing I'm trying to summarize, which is like the, the literally the bare minimum we can do as humans is connect with the other humans around us. Yeah. And yet it's so challenging. It's like nearly impossible. I mean, think about how many barriers there are to connect to a stranger. It's like in the odds that you're going to have the same common ground right. and like, and yeah. the process of trying to find those common interests and trying to become friends with somebody. It's, I mean, it's not super surprising that, you know, we all have sort of, you know, like if there's however many billion people on earth, we're only close to what? 10 people, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, but so I think art exists as a way that, you know, the generous thing that you can do is to present this art, to try to connect other people, whether it's to each other, to you, to the work. I think that's the generous act. I think, yeah, presenting art mm-hmm. and putting yourself out there as being generous, but creating art is a selfish act. I agree. I I, yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Well, I yeah. think you figured it out enough to finish the book. Oh, there we go. Okay, so I'll keep reading. You then. did it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think it'll help you because, like, there was a – after that duality show mm-hmm. – you had mentioned what's well, it's very interesting how the infamous duality how show. this all this all goes together is like you were telling me about how you don't know if you wanted to continue like w- practicing art um mm-hmm. at least for the purpose of like showing anybody it, yeah um after after duality Um, and then I brought up this, this book that I had, like I had come across earlier in the week. Um, and it just happened to be about exactly what you were struggling with. Yeah. And, uh, now you're struggling with the book. Yeah. (laughs) Well, (laughs) it challenged me. People don't like uh, to be challenged. Well, it's, I mean, it is, I think that's part of the fun thing about the journey though, Mm -hmm. is like when I had my show duality in november of 2019 yeah november 2020 2020 2020 november of 2020 
Um, that show was very deliberately trying to share my emotions and experiences without me telling you what to think. Right. Hmm. And then I got frustrated that I don't know if anyone understood what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. And it's my own fault because I didn't tell you what it's I was trying to say. <laughs> it, like, yeah. Yeah. I had this messaging and a handful of people were very moved by it. Yeah. And most people probably were just like, I don't even know what the hell that was. Because it was a very, well, this, very different experience. Oh, this is cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, good job, Ben. Yeah. It's like anytime we'd we'd show a film at Exarpin Cinema, people are just like, oh, good job. And then every now and then there's someone who's just like, wow, I, that, I really wow. related to that. Which I, I think it. is, you know, that's the point of creating anything really. But I think, you know, when you're trying to share a specific message or idea or feeling and you don't want to just spell it out for someone, isn't the joy in the seeing those few people who do get it, you know, those yeah. people mm-hmm. who are like, Instead of just being like, "Wow, John, it's so cool that you make music," wow. yeah, wow, well, it's it's someone who's just like, "Wow, I really relate thing, to like, like the feeling of depression you, in all your yes, music." So you, <laughs> go, you go through the internal struggle of um, deciding whether or not to share it, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. it's when when you decide to share it, you're like, "Okay, now I want the feedback, or I want yeah. a reaction." We're gonna have an entire episode on feedback, yeah. by the way, because. Where where are we by There's the way? So much John? I was gonna say we're coming up on an hour, so yeah. we should do one more question. I, I'm thinking that, or we can call it there too. I'm and thinking save the rest of questions maybe we uh, we continue. I like I'll ask one more question because I have a specific question that would probably work to kind of close us out. But um, I would like to finish this in another episode or either like do that or continue it as like every so often we just have a art questions episode of some yeah, kind. No, I'm on I, board I, with yeah, that. I'm okay. on board with so that. um the final question I have for today is what drives you to create? Hmm. See that's tough because I can't exist I cannot exist without creating. Hmm. And do you know why that is? I don't necessarily know. I hate to just chalk it up to like, well, that's just how I am. Yeah. But I think it is. I think it's some okay people are. Be, yeah. yeah. I think some people are born to create. And I did not understand this until I was an adult. I really didn't understand it until very recently that not everyone operates that way. Yeah. I just yeah. assumed I, everyone it's, did. It's crazy. I think I mentioned this a while ago, but like. I was trying to think of the people in my life that weren't creative in a mm-hmm. way of like like creating something new. Yeah. Or like taking taking something and then creating it into something different. Yeah. Um in this sense of like it's more of an artistic form of actions, like not just like hey, I I didn't have a mixed drink and now I do have a mixed drink, <laughs> <Sure>. you know, <laughs> like, um, and I was having a hard time thinking of anybody that kind of fit that description and someone who did not right. create. And I'm wondering if like, that's kind of just what led me into this yeah. to where I am or if it's more, it's because I, I am the creative type 
that yeah. makes me surround myself right. with those right. other creative people. I think, I mean, if I look at like my friendships growing up, I didn't realize it, but I was definitely drawn to the other people who were creative. Yeah. Right. And like my best friends were the people who would like, we'd make up little short movies while we're playing in recess, you know, <laughs> playing at recess, yeah. just pretending to do whatever. And then those are the people who like, I look back now and many of them are still doing creative things. Like my yeah. best friend from childhood is an amazing photographer. That's cool. Oh, thank you. Ah, good one. Uh, I, don't, I don't do um, photography, so. But I think, like, I think that just the way my brain is wired, I have to be creating something. It's the it's a blessing and a curse, and the real curse is that I can't just appreciate the way anything is. Yeah. I do not live in the reality of this real world. I just don't. I don't exist here. Mm-hmm. My body does. The profile of Ben Matukowicz does. But my mind is elsewhere because mm-hmm. it, I can't be, I just physically cannot like be here. I, the way my brain works is I'm always thinking about what could be. Yeah. And it's gotten to me in some big trouble when it comes to different aspects of my life, like relationships, for example, if mm-hmm. you're so focused on what could be, you might not appreciate what you have. Appreciate the moment or the yep. season. Same with jobs. You yeah. know, if you're always looking for the next job that could be. Congrats on your promotion, by the way. Thank you, thank you. Um, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> if you, but if you are a creative person, not that person, good a friend, I guess. <laughs> yeah, if you're a creative person, it's a it can be a blessing because it can really lead you to have this endless stream of output. Yeah. And so, even if I'm not like actively, like I think I'm always I'm curious what people think I I'm doing on a regular basis because I think some friends. Even people who are creative are like, you're just constantly churning out logos for clients, aren't you? It's like some days I might just be designing a baseball uniform for fun. Yeah. That has nothing to do with anything. Drawing some Batman characters. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah. Oh. just totally messing around. Speaking because of which, that's how my brain that, works. That goes to back something. to Austin Cleon, who um, has a great blog. <laughs> oh, yeah. But one thing he wrote about was uh, he was told one time, I think he was he was told this. Or I don't know if he tells other people this, but uh, if you're depressed, draw a picture of Batman. You'll still <laughs> be depressed, but then you'll have a picture of Batman. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do every day. So uh, I love that. Well, so that's as far as like, I guess, you know, creative output for me is it's this it's this endless stream that's going to happen no matter what. Yeah. Whether or not I address it, it's going to happen. And so, for me, the big challenge and part of the reason Exarbon Creative exists might as well do something with it. Is to right. do something with it. Have a structure. Have an output. Have a way for other people to see it. Have an opportunity to share it. Have an avenue to connect with people. And then do a generous act of creating exactly. a collective for other all similar back. people. Well, that's to do the same thing. That's what I found is that yeah. there's all these other people in my life who I've surrounded myself with or who have entered my journey in one way or another who are kind of just doing the same thing. They're yeah. just going along their life creating constantly because that's what they do. Let's all do that together and then share it together because that's that's less intimidating than trying to do it by yourself, mm-hmm. which might be the best way I've ever described Exarbon Creative. Yeah. <laughs> all right. But that, <laughs> that's, that's a, what it is, you know. It's at the one hour mark in the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, that's, John. Yeah, what drives like? me to create? That's a really good, really good question. Uh, Can I ask you a lead-in question? Yeah, sure. 
I know you've been. I'll allow it. I, I know you've been quote unquote like messing around with music for a while. Mm-hmm. At what point did you really get to the point where you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. Like I'm making music. Uh, when Joji came out with his very first album, I said, "Holy shit, I love this! Yeah. I need to make this." Really? Like, this is what I was like. I was like, I was like, I was kind of like bouncing around in FL Studio and like, yeah. kind of doing a little bit of producing, but I didn't really know what sound I wanted. And yeah. then he released that, and it was like this sad, lo-fi, depressing, really cool, unique sound. And I was like, wow, I really, really, really want to reproduce that. And so, like, my dream album that I wanted to release this year, but never actually. I could never creatively get there was to create a very Joji like album yeah. with vocals and that kind of just sad grungy, like, I don't know. I just love that lo-fi chill hop, sad type of sound. Um, and so that's kind of when I first started like, okay, I'm going to get into music just so I can specifically make that type of album. hasn't happened yet. So um, it will, it will eventually. But I would say the main thing that drives me to make music and I've kind of realized this lately is that I've had this such, I've been so busy lately. Um, I'm trying to move my career into a different area. And so I work nine hours a day and then I study for two hours at night. And then I'm, you know, keeping up with friendship relationships and um, my, my girlfriend, all these things. And it's like, it's all good stuff, but I'm totally losing that connection with art because I just don't, um, by, the, by the time I have time for it, mm-hmm. I'm gassed. It's yeah. nine o'clock at night. And I'm like, I just want, I'm not going to make anything good. You know what I mean? I'm just going to yeah. be, it's going to piss me off more than it's actually going <laughs> to fulfill right. me. And so, I would say the main thing, but that's kind of giving me an appreciation for that. Like, wow, this is a really important part of my life. I need to prioritize. I would. It's not just a phase that I'm going in and out of. You know what I mean? I don't want to interrupt if this will get you off course, but I really want to challenge that idea of not starting because you think what you will, you will make won't be any good. Yeah. Because if you, if you start with that, then it's that idea of not with that attitude. <laughs> yeah, um, honestly. Yeah. So, like, I, I know I certainly struggle with that, too, but having that in mind has allowed me to get over, yeah. like, to, to begin. Just um, start. It's like the, the have, you heard the, have you heard the 10-minute theory where you do something, you don't yes. want, you do something you don't want to do for 10 minutes. After, mm-hmm. And after 10 minutes, you can say, okay, I'm done, yeah. or you can keep going. It just takes 10 minutes yeah. to get into it. And I once you're you in that flow, you can stick around with it. It's yeah. like something with the herb with the gym. Like, okay, I don't want to oh, go to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just go for 10 minutes. And so, if you're not feeling it, you can so go. So I've heard, you're I've heard feel something like similar about like the two-minute drill. Yeah. Where show up for two minutes yeah. and you create that habit. Yeah. Like show up for two minutes continually Yeah. every day. And once you create that habit, you can build on that habit. Yeah. But if you don't have that, then how do you get better at that? Hmm. You know. Um, so were you finished or? Did Anyways, you? yeah. Let me. <laughs> no, I'll try to. I'll try to actually answer okay. the question in a nice, concise way. Um, the thing that drives me to create is the. It's a really rare opportunity. To give, it's a really rare opportunity to give people a medium to, work through their own shit. I mean, I've gone through a lot of, yeah. you know, you go through a lot of tough things. And for me, music's a good way to get, ri- get go through things and to express emotions. And just listening to music's a good way to bring up things. If you need a good cry, you can put on a good album you know you're going to yeah. cry to. Yeah. And so what drives me to create is the is knowing that I have the capability to help somebody else get through that. And I know that that is, a, it's kind of a generous act, but there's it also is. times where, um, you know, you're creating 
you're creating just to get through your own things and it just kind of happens to do yeah. the same thing for others. But I would say that's what really drives me to crazy being like, okay, I can sit down and make something that moves somebody or help somebody get through something. Mm-hmm. And that makes me feel really good. And that's a really good motivator or, or driver. Yeah. So I would say that's, that's the answer to well, my isn't question. Wasn't it interesting that the, you know, no matter why you are creating the end result, if you're sharing your work, the end result is that connection. Yeah. And it's, it, you know, it's not even necessarily, you know, your connection to that person or their connection to you, but it's just the connection of anything that a human is experiencing. Yeah. And it's, I like I like that concept of, you know, I mean I I don't want to say this because I don't know if it's true, but I don't believe any other species creates art that I know. Yeah, at least deliberately. Right. right. So you can put paint on a, on a snake <laughs> I mean, when it go on yeah. a canvas. I've thought like, about having my dog paint before, yeah. but that's just right. him walking on a canvas. Yeah. But <laughs> like, but you know, like a dog walking on a canvas is not deliberately portraying a message it's just creating you know something visually appealing so humans are the only ones who are actually trying to like connect with each other yeah. with mm-hmm. through art specifically and trying to share these different messages but isn't it so interesting how you know i mean we've all been kind of talking about like well, we're people who just we have to create it's in our blood yeah and yet it's so challenging to actually it's share so our work freaking difficult <laughs> it's yeah. like you would think if it's something that's in our DNA or just so much a part of who we are. It comes so naturally. Right. So how come it's so hard for me to share my work with well, anybody? I think, yeah. I think that's a, that's the thing is like, for me, it's, it seems to have started as more of an outlet. Mm-hmm. Like I need that creative outlet yeah. to alleviate some anxiety and that's depression what for me too. Um, but now it's kind of become, uh, this desire to, build on those skills yeah so that i can share that message with another party and mm-hmm. um whether that's just because i want them to know what i'm feeling or because i want to connect with them yeah on, on a specific topic or um or it's just hey i made this yeah. and i want you to see it yeah but like you just said there, there's something so hard about sharing that work. And I think for me, that's the perfectionism. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I bet I, I have to imagine it also taps into that idea. Like for me, I went to school and I was in the College of Communication studying advertising. And so you would think that like communication is something I'm good at. And it's actually the exact opposite. Well, it's it's like extremely I, challenging. I, went I needed to study it because I why was I had bad to study at it. it. But like, <laughs> I think people who are creative tend to be people, generally speaking, who maybe aren't able to simply just put their thoughts out there in yeah. a very structured, easy, yeah. you know, unless, just say unless it. An, unless you're an author. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> a, well, but even that, I'm sure. But you even know, that, it's still, you have that's, that, a, that's a great writer's point. block. Yeah. Great yeah. point, Ben. Well, yeah, so, you know, then isn't the art that medium through which you're communicating? Yeah. Right. And so, like, I found that when I was filmmaking, I found that right away. It's like, hey, I want to say these things or convey this message. And oddly enough, there's no way I can put it into words. Yeah. Instead, yeah. I'll just film an entire movie I about think, it. I think that's why <laughs> it's so important for me to either supplement the visual with mm-hmm. 
some sort of in like written information, but that's why it's so hard for me to write that information. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, well, learning so much about myself tonight. Good. That's really good. That's isn't that the point? Yeah. To I learn guess, and I guess connect. so. It's what you're telling me. I mean, aren't we making this podcast so other people can hear it and connect and be like, oh, I relate to that, oh, too. Wow. Oh, wow. These guys it, like to drink. It An all, Owen Wilson impression where they all, say, wow. wow. It all comes together oh, wow. here on the arts and crafts. Let's, uh, let's try to finish this up here in about five minutes. I want to hear, I don't know, I want to hear your answer to what drives you oh, to create. I thought I just answered that. Okay. Well, if that's the answer, then that's that's good. I just want to make sure that I'm sure you got everything that you wanted to say out. I mean, I can I, I can wanna. give you a rundown if you'd like that. But no, it's okay. okay. It's okay. I just want to make sure that you, I want to give you the opportunity to make sure you actually were able to get out what you want to get out. I don't want to skip over you. So, um, Well, what I wanted to get out was just anything so that people weren't like, what was his answer? What was his answer? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think I think I'm good. Right on. I really love the idea of Reed asking at least one art question per episode. I think we're going to introduce yeah. that. That'll I be agree. our segue from our arts to our craft there section. We'll get a Reed question to I give like us that. a segue. Um, but I think that brings us to the end of today's episode. Um, if you made us made it with us this far, I really do appreciate you staying here. I'm sure we all appreciate you staying here. One one thing I would like to add is uh, if you feel compelled to share what uh, what drives you to create uh send me a message at contact at exarbancreative.com oh yeah contact at exarbancreative.com yes sir go ahead and give us a shout on what drives you to create we would love to hear from you be really interesting to read all that kind of stuff so but we really do appreciate you sticking around um any closing statements from the fellows Drink good beer. Drink good beer. Enjoy good art. Love that. And continue to create. Continue to create. Drink good there beer. It is. Enjoy good art and continue to create. I love that. All right, y'all. Appreciate you being here. And we'll see you next time on Arts and Crafts. Arts and Crafts is a part of the Exarbon Creative family of podcasts. If you'd love to learn more about Exarbon Creative, head to our website, exarboncreative.com, exarboncreative.com, or find us at AC underscore Omaha on all socials. Thank you.